Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. It's going to be kind of a U.S.-centric discussion today. The U.S. consumer, U.S. profitability in industry, and a little more about debt. Been a number of questions about some of the issues on the U.S. debt. Brief look at the numbers. We're anticipating that the estimates, in this case, the third quarter estimates for GDP, I really was thinking they were going to go down. They actually went up from 1.9 to 2.1. It's kind of good news. It just suggests that the U.S. growth remains solid in the third quarter, uh, though that might be reflected down a little bit before the end of the year. Again, no recession in sight. Manufacturing is still below with the ISM numbers, still below 50. Remember, anything over 50 is expansion. Anything under 50 is not expansion. So we're at 48, not a bad number. That's just manufacturing, that's not the service sector. Mortgages are under four, and without much ado, oil is still under $60 a barrel. I don't see that changing in the foreseeable future. Unemployment's still low. The consumer really is the ball game. The consumer is supporting the globe right now. We've started into the Black Friday, Black Week, whatever it is, Monday, Green Monday, all of that kind of stuff, spending. And the consumer, as you can see here, is still in excellent financial shape for the ratios and the overall numbers everywhere that's better than they've been in decades. They are spending, they, consumers, are spending they just aren't accumulating a lot of debt. We try and keep track of the CPI, among other measures of inflation. Here are the components. Largest component of the CPI is far and away housing. And housing has not been very inflationary. None of these things in here, even medical care, really haven't been inflationary. So the chances of the CPI attaining what the Federal Reserve would like to have for inflation, 2%, continue to fade. And there's nothing coming in the foreseeable future that's going to suggest we're going to get inflation in the system. It's certainly not from oil. So we'll be struggling to stay at one point where we are now. The exporting side of manufacturing really is in two components. One is regular exports, which is the blue line, which goes out immediately. The other one is contract future exports, not yet manufactured. Numbers way down. Now, a lot of that is Boeing and a lot fewer 737s going out for now. But it's also indicative that long-term contracts for manufacturing for export are down because the rest of the globe is not doing as well as the United States is. We know this. We've been investing that way for a while. No news. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Germany has very narrowly missed a technical recession a couple times now. It's going to catch up to them one of these days. The rest of Europe, not so great. The UK, well, they can't figure out whether they're part of the EU or not. China is claiming they're doing a little bit better now. Doesn't matter. They're not going to pick up significantly. The other area here that shows the most dramatic change is the sale of autos globally. In this example, you look at the red, which represents China, and they have been the growth market the last decade. 
Everybody in Germany knows that. They've built plants for just about everything that Germany manufactures in China. Sales are just down and they're going to continue to go down. Things are slowing there. It isn't quite as robust as it once was. Now, the United States doesn't sell very much stuff to China, certainly not cars. We just buy stuff from China. I think the, the misnomer here is it's called a trade war. No, it really isn't. It's China dealing with its number one customer. But globally, car sales are down. Car sales are flat in the United States, hugely important on industrial numbers. That in Boeing says we're slowing a little bit. Not recession material, but we're just slowing a little bit. Corporate profits, we've been following the growth of this for a long time. They have kind of zeroed out. Well, we need a little rest. Uh, the growth couldn't keep going on forever. So the growth in earnings and the earnings per share will change here early next year. Maybe that'll precipitate a little change in the stock market. This time last year, we got a 19% correction for those that remember that kind of stuff. And we're probably due for another one. Don't be surprised. Don't be amazed. Don't think the world's coming to an end. It's not. We just need another correction. We had a huge year. It's just the beginning of December, and the S&P 500 is up in the high 20s. Even the typical bond market is up 9%, 8-9%. Really exorbitant, very uh, robust numbers. Well, we're due for a correction. We'll let it go at that. Not a recession, just a change in the markets. I'm going to shift into debt here for just a minute. This is sort of a reminder of what non-financial corporate debt is. Non-financial means it's not a bank. It's everybody else. It's Apple. It's everybody in the S&P 500 and anybody who could go to the public bond market and sell something. Yeah, we're approaching half of GDP in regular corporate debt. Well, that's kind of a steep number, but debt is cheap. Interest rates are low. They're going to stay low for a while. A lot of corporate America has raised a bunch of money. And a lot of corporate America hasn't spent it yet. They're just hanging on to it. That's uh, a little piece of confidence. It's not really bad news, though. And part of a lot of the questions I've had, and I don't want to hit this too hard, but we talked about global debt last time. Was it $277 trillion all around the globe? That's government, individual, corporate. Well, this reflects the $21 trillion worth of just U.S. government debt. The top part up here is reflective of the trust accounts. Social Security has a trust account. Military retirement and disability has a trust account. Medicare has a trust account. Well, we all know that all of those government programs are just cash flow items. The fact that there's treasuries in a trust account doesn't mean it should be viewed as a bank account. It really isn't. Strictly cash flow. The bottom part of this, the rest of the publicly owned treasuries, the largest owner of treasury debt are international sovereign nations, China, Japan, most of Europe. Those governments have treasuries, one, because they're liquid, Two, because of the best asset on earth. Their own currencies, certainly China, and in many ways Japan, 
the yuan and the yen really need that treasury liquid market behind them, backing them up so they'll be acceptable in the marketplace. They're also the only asset that a lot of these organizations can own. Domestically, private ownership, those are pension plans. Insurance company assets, large institutional investors for charities, they own treasuries. State and local governments own treasuries. It is the asset to have, and there isn't a number two. The United States is not going to pull these assets out of the market. They're not going to stop issuing them. It's very important that that market stay liquid. It's not a uncomfortable feeling at this point. Governments don't retire or perish. They also, in many ways, never have to pay this money back. It's too popular. They do treasury refunding all the time, and that's just replacing old debt with new debt. It isn't a drag on the economy. It isn't holding us back. And it's very likely not going to be, oh, you're already issued bonds, so you're going to have to pay that money back before you spend more. Now that isn't the case. This debt is going to continue to grow. It's not out of hand. Uh, it's not going to be a substantive issue. I know it's annoying to some people, but there it is. Okay, that's really all for now. We're winding down on the year and economic data is getting thinner, but anything I can find I'll bring to you again. I know that government debt and debt as a whole is a sensitive issue to a lot of people, but I'm happy to deal with your questions. Just send them along at info at shwj.com and I'll get back to you. I'm happy to do it. Anyway, thanks for joining me.